I'm Lucas. And I'm Julia. We are the European Union Youth Delegates at the United Nations. If you want to know more about what's going on in the world from a UN and EU perspective, listen to thought-provoking talks in our podcast, Who Rules the World? Welcome to this episode of Who Rules the World podcast. In this episode, our guest is a young climate and environment activist, Francisco Vera. We invited Francisco to talk about his activism in his young age, and we want to discuss the For Our Planet campaign by EU institutions. Francisco is from Colombia, and he has been a climate activist since the age of six. He has funded and developed a network for school students implementing environment education in their schools. The network started in Colombia and he now has members in other Latin American countries and even in Europe. Recently, Francisco has been appointed by UNICEF as the first environment and climate defender for Latin American countries. Francisco will speak about his activism and the campaign. Is it right to say that you are the youngest or one of the youngest climate and environment activists in the world? Thank you, Lucas and Julia. It is also my pleasure to, to be here with you. Um, I, 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 I'm not sure, uh, but maybe maybe I, I have been the youngest activist for climate and environmental struggles. Uh, I ha I, as you have said, no, I start at the age of uh, six. And from that moment, uh, when I realized the importance of taking care of our planet. It has been a long time fighting for, for the climate justice, for the children's rights, for defense fights, you know, as the human rights too. I think that the age doesn't matter. No? I think that what is important is have the willingness to, to contribute to this struggle. As you said, you started when you were six, now you're 14. Can you tell us more about this journey and what was the initial trigger of it? How did your family and friends uh, take your activism when you started? I, I think that they uh, took it very well uh, because in fact, uh, in my country, I think that many people is um, like, uh, has half, has half, taking conscience about the problem of environment and climate crisis. So uh, it was like a process, no? It was not something uh, that happened suddenly. Uh, in Spanish, we say it was not something that happened from the morning to the, to the, from the night to the morning. Yeah, it was, yeah, like a process of uh, realizing, no, as I have said, the, important, the importance of um, the nature, the importance of our voice. Finally, I think that that's, uh, th this is the, the main key in, in, in taking action and in starting and in giving the first step and is realize that your voice matter and that you can do something, no? Because many people think that, uh, me, I can do anything, no? But it is not true. All can do uh, a lot of things to change the reality and the crisis and the problems and challenge that we have uh, collectively, no? Uh, and then I, I decided 
tight, uh, I decided to create a movement uh, which is called Guardians for Life, Guardianes por la Vida in Spanish, a movement with uh, other of my friends of the school. Uh, and with them, I decided to, to take a different kind of actions, like, for example, the environmental and climate education. And we start uh, going to the schools, giving uh, speeches about the importance of start uh, thinking greener and more sustainable in these kind of spaces as are the schools. And also then we, we start making more we start influencing more in the on the policy policy making and on the decisions makers. I was, for example, the first uh, kid on speaking at the parliament of my country in Colombia, uh, and also uh, trying to to influence to yeah to get influence into the policies that uh, practically and are affecting us very much. The EU campaign for our planet started in 2022 to create awareness uh, around the COP27 on climate and the COP15 uh, on biodiversity. It helped build public support for what has now become the first ever global biodiversity framework, agreed just over one year ago in Montreal. The second reason of this campaign will start in a few weeks. The campaign wants to create awareness about the linked climate and nature crisis and calls for positive actions. In the EU and beyond, the campaign focuses on uh, tree planting uh, actions and thereby contributed to the European Commission's 3 billion tree pledge. The tree planting is an iconic action that perfectly links nature and climate in integrated manner. And he already said that you already encouraged lots of uh, young people to plant trees and it was perceived uh, very positively. Um, how, what, what would you advise to me if I want to plant trees right now? Like how can I maybe uh, check if it is in biodiversity, what trees maybe should I search for? How did you work with that? Uh, my advice, and thank you, Lucas, for the question, uh, would be that um, it's it's very important to understand also that it's not it, it is not just about uh, planting a tree. It is also uh, about taking care of it and making sure that this tree will. Uh, grow up no and will develop develop uh, itself very well no so i think that um, the, the advice it's like about the the constancy of of that no that many people uh, what they do is start initiative uh, whatever it 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 could be it can be uh, but they are not constant in in a uh, keep up their work and maybe many people fail uh, in the uh, in the in the um, intent of of make uh, your the make impact or make a change with your initiative no uh, so the the path is very long uh, it is not easy and the changes maybe don't come 
very fastly, but we have to be perseverance and continue and go forward uh, for the for the different struggles that we are uh, doing in our context and backgrounds. Thank you, Francisco. And the four our planet campaign is now focusing just on EU countries, but as a global scope. Deforestation is indeed a concern in many countries around the world, but half of the world population live in cities with very little green space. I live in Milan, so I can tell you that is a really, really limited space of green. But what can city do help do to help fight the climate and natural crisis? And what can we do ourselves as ordinary citizens? Uh, well, I think that the cities can do uh, a lot in in the fight uh, against the climate crisis and in different uh, lines. Uh, a very important one is, for example, the adaptations of the infrastructure and the architecture of the uh, city uh, and in general of our society, In not, not just in terms of uh, in urbanistic terms, we are talking in terms of how we can uh, shape our society to make it more sustainable, greener, and frame, frame it with our nation. Uh, the problem, I think, that in the cities, in the case of the cities and in, in the case of, in general, our society is that uh, we think that we are at the centers, at the center of the planet, at the center of the even of the universe. Uh, I mean, when I say we, I'm referring me to to the human beings. And in the case of the city, we don't allow in that way that other uh, spaces uh, can live can live in the cities. So what I'm trying to say is that we have to make a effort to make sure that the cities are, are a, a low-wet space to, to live together with the rest of the nation. What is happening today is that the cities are uh, extremely collected no? in different ways. We see it in the sky, we see it in the rivers, in the ecosystems around the city. So we have to transform them and to make them uh, uh, livable. Sim sim simply is like that, no? Make the cities livable for everyone. And then I think that also the cities have uh, um, a very big responsibility or in terms of uh, transportation. Uh, this is that is another uh, way to adapt adaptate ourselves and is make the transportation uh, greener and more sustainable. Uh, that means reduce the impact of the emissions. Uh, that are uh, producing the climate change. No? So if we have a uh, sustainable transportation and if we make sure um, a better quality of life for our citizens, we will, we will uh, generate an uh, impact in, in two ways, in a social way and also in an environmental way. Thank you. Totally agree with you. And I also have the personal experience with that as I live in Gothenburg, what's one of the greenest cities in the world and one of the most sustainable cities. For me, 
it's always shocking how cities are lacking trees, like New York is concrete jungle. And I felt a huge uh, feeling of relief when I returned and had those trees that are providing shade. And you've seen animals of different kinds and bugs and everything. Um, your involvement in the campaign Our Voice, Our Future, initiated by the EU, has been truly outstanding as your path. We received exciting news from Brussels that your message on Education Day in January 2023 ranked as the most engaging social media post throughout the entire year of the campaign, and that's amazing. This achievement is significant in the context of a global campaign with millions reached worldwide, thanks to your dedication and to the commitment of youth like you to address both current and future challenges. But the question is, how do you perceive the role of the international community, including, of course, the EU and the United Nations and other global organizations in engaging with youth? What improvements can be made? I think that the role of international and multilateral organizations, as is the case of the EU or UN or different many other organizations, is crucial, is very important because uh, many young people is currently like, um, I would say, or let's say, a little bit indifferent, no, a little bit disconnected of the reality that our planet is suffering. Not all, because we see that the uh, international organizations in this sense uh, have has have a, a very important uh, role. Uh, because they 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 have many uh, like many uh, tools to give different uh, kind of floors and if, and spaces to young people to participate first of all i think that that problem of the disconnection of the new generations is because they have uh, they have been not be able to uh, have a space to express what they think or what they are living, no? So we have, first of all, to give them a floor to really listen to them and to really include what they are uh, living and what they are experiencing uh, into the policy making, no? Then I think that the international organizations can also visibilize the different uh, leaderships of many young people who is, as I have said, already taking action no? uh, to inspire more young people to do the same. Uh, for example, the last year uh, in, in Geneva, I have the opportunity to exchange with other people in a, a summit called the JAS, the Young Activist Summit, precisely where what they are trying to do is to visibilize the different leaderships of many people around the world, across the world, who is uh, really impacting in their communities to inspire more other people. Uh, and, and that thanks to the uh, EAS, to the campaign of OVOS, no? OVOS, of Our Voice, Our Future. Thank you. Let's get back from state actors and international organizations to citizens. You have founded and developed a network of school students implementing environment education in their schools. 
how was it in the beginning and how much did you achieve by now? I, it, it was really difficult because um, the, the problem, the, the situation was that during the pandemic, uh, many teachers uh, contact us to tell us that they, they have, they, they had not is enough tools to learn to teach about the climate crisis and the environment. So that's the the root of the initiative. Uh, from that problem, from that problem of lack of tools to teach about the environment and climate uh, problems, we decide to start uh, going to the schools to like um, make conscience, make a little bit conscience uh, more the students and the young people, no? This is one of many other projects that we are uh, carrying out. Uh, right now we have, for example, the Escuela de Formación Climaticación y Ambiental, that means a, a school for environmental climate and citizen uh, education uh, that is not in the schools so uh, we have this project and specifically with the project of the schools we have made different kind of actions as for example the last year we plan a uh, 1000 uh, to to 200 uh, trees uh, in commemorate in the commemoration in the framework of the commemoration of the 75th anniversary of the human rights declaration uh, we decide to give one of the uh, to each to give to each of the students that plan a tree a diplomat that certificate that they are uh, defensors of the life and of the human rights because as we know uh, that important rights right of has an uh, environment uh, uh, environment and a planet dignified and more sustainable it's also a human right i know that you kind of already answered to this question but we can say that your life has been has changed since you are a climate and environment defender for Latin American countries. But I want to know how do you feel about it? What are your feelings? Uh, thank you, Julia, for your question. I, I first of all, I feel very proud of being the first uh, defender of climate action for Latin American and Caribbean countries of UNICEF. Uh, and also of being leading all the children and young movement in my region and in my country uh, to really make a change, a deep change, no? Um, but also I think that it takes a, a big responsibility because it finally uh, means that you have to represent in a in a in a way, the the voice of the children of your region. No, you have to uh, also, yeah, to try to to do your best to really include and integrate in the best way the children voices, uh, and also it it uh, means that you have to take the needs of children and young people to different uh, high level spaces to to also uh, touch 
touch, uh, touch the decision makers and make them more conscious about this uh, enormous problem. We are slowly moving to the end of this podcast and we only touch upon a number of the things that you did so far. You also already published a book for children that translates what is climate change, which is amazing. What would you say is the best part of having this book available for children? I would like to. I, I would say that uh, the best part of having a book about environmental education is that uh, well, the book is is in fact not just for the for children or for young people. It's for everyone. In fact, I think that. Uh, it would be very great uh, for many politicians who does who don't believe on climate change, no? Uh, because what I try to do in that book is to explain in the most uh, in the easiest way what is the climate change precisely, uh, what is producing it. Uh, because in many occasions the situation is that. Uh, the people have no access to the information and in fact it is a right to have uh, access to information or uh, or maybe that kind of information is very complex no uh, because something that it's also important to understand is that if you don't know or if you don't understand totally the problem how are you how are you uh, going to add in from that problem we have first to know well the problem and then take action thank you for your answer francisco do you want to tell us your final message quiere decirnos compartir con nosotros tu mensaje final muchas gracias yula eh, por um, por la pregunta por bueno por eh, la, por la posibilidad eh, mi mensaje final eh, básicamente es un mensaje de ecoesperanza. Eh, hoy en día nuestro mundo está enfrentando al mismo tiempo y en el mismo momento y en muchos lugares alrededor del mundo eh, situaciones eh, muy complejas, ¿no? La guerra, eh, la situación climática, la crisis climática, eh, los problemas ambientales, sociales, la inequidad, la desigualdad el hambre que pasan millones de personas, entre muchas cosas más. Eh, por lo cual, mi mensaje es un mensaje a la ecoesperanza. Muchas de esas situaciones, situaciones perdón, nos hacen eh, dejar de creer en la posibilidad de que nuestro mundo será un mundo mejor, de que tendremos un futuro mucho mejor, ¿no? Más verde, más sostenible. Eh, más eh, igualitario precisamente eh, y pues en el fondo más inclusivo con las nuevas generaciones y bueno con, con el futuro básicamente pensando en el futuro así que eh, ese es mi mensaje, tengamos ecoesperanza vamos a tener ecoesperanza pero también actuar desde la ecoesperanza porque podemos creer pero debemos hacer que esas creencias se hagan o se conviertan en una realidad. Gracias. And thank you again eh, to, to you, Lucas, Yula, and all who, who make possible eh, this podcast, and also to the you who is engaging, who is transforming the life of many eh, young people eh, for, for a better world and for a more sustainable and green planet. 
thank you for taking part in our podcast and all the best in upcoming achievements. All the best to you too. Gracias, Francisco. This was an episode of the Who Rules the World podcast. For the new episodes, tune in to the Spotify or other platforms.